Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Culture Sex Relationships. This week is Sex Jams. Yay! Sex Jams number <laughs> Sex Jams number six. With me, Justin, with me, Justin Hancock, a sex educator. And me, Eleanor Yonaga, a sex historian. Over discussing, thinking way too hard about songs to do with sex. That's right. This week we're doing Megan the Stallion's Freak Nasty. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to say I was... I, I, I am freely choosing to do this. Uh, you were very, very enthusiastic to do this. Yes. Uh, to say that I was browbeaten into doing this song would be complete over-exaggeration. Look, I think that what we could say is that if um, enthusiasm about doing Megan Lee Stallion's Freak Nasty is a, you know, uh, it's a, a spectrum from negative 10 to plus 10. Right. I'm like a plus 10. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like a three. Yeah, I was like, yeah, but I was more like a plus five. Plus five, so, yeah. yeah. So it's a great song. So the video is great. Yeah, um, you know, gentle listeners, you're going to be, I suppose, not surprised or shocked by how enthusiastic I am about this song. But I just love this song so much. It's a jam. It's a bop for me. It is lifetime. Yeah, I feel really strongly about Megan Thee Stallion. I think that she's massively talented, um, and I think that really shines through in this song. And this was the first Megan Thee Stallion song I was ever aware of. So for me, it's a really important and formative song, and you know, also highly relatable. So as we will get to, so I just, yeah. I, I'm just so excited to do this song this week. I'm so excited that you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited too. Uh, if there is any uh, a tremble of uh, ennui in my voice, it's because we already did this. We sure did. We did it yesterday, but the recording's all fucked up because my MP3 recorder thing, my podcast recorder thing, mm. it was shit. Yeah, I'm really angry about it. So if you would like to help uh, me purchase another <laughs> podcast recorder, help. Please, Head to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships, where in addition to this sex jam episode where we talk about the song, Freak Nasty, you'll also hear me and Eleanor talking about the video, oh. which is great. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> good. It's just so good. <laughs> really, really very sexy. Okay. So um, yeah, so patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships, sign up for as much or as little as you can afford. It's a sliding scale thing. Everyone gets the same uh, benefits, extended episodes of shows, and also access to uh, Discord, which is a way where you can chat to each other about the shows. Yeah, I, I please, you know, just sign up to the Patreon and come on the Discord and, and talk to me about Megan the Stallion. Our official Megan the Stallion. <laughs> uh, Eleanor will be taking your calls. I will. Megan the Stallion. I will. Please uh, get in touch. Um, right, so uh, on with the song. So, so oh. uh, we're going to go through the lyrics. There are many, many of lyrics. And mm-hmm. then we're going to have a discussion about whether it is, in fact, a sex jam. That is correct. Um, before uh, we go on to the video. And we also want to just do a bit of a content note, which is that Megan Thee Stallion, as is her uh, want and, you know, God-given right, is um, using some reclaimed words in the song that are not for us. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I am using what I call my personal hip hop karaoke rules, and I'm subbing out the words that are not for me using words that have the same number of syllables and the same meaning. Um, so if you go look up Megan Thee Stallion's uh, wonderful lyrics, which I would recommend that you do, you'll notice that they're slightly different from what I'm using here, and that's because, you know, um, I'm some white girl from South Tacoma, and it's just... It's not for me. So, I'm you know. a white man from Derby. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're just uh, having some respect for an artist, basically. Um, all right. Okay. So, oh, this is possibly the best opening line of a song ever it's written. Extremely good. It's just so good. So, get ready. I'm running through your boyfriend's house like a Tomb Raider. You got a pass around boyfriend, he a hot potato. I told him, eat it or get out. That's your ultimatum. But stop licking my pussy hard. That shit aggravating. He ain't mine. I just let him eat me out from time to time. Call my pussy pooty tang because I got the runny kind. He can't compare me to none of these bitches. I've got that Beyonce, that dream girl, that listen. So much going on here. I just... So it's about... Well, it's about oral affections, isn't it? Oral uh, oral on vulva <laughs> attention. That is correct. Oral sex. Cunnilingus. Yeah, there's a lot of um, cunnilingus-based enthusiasm from our good friend Megan. Here. Which we love to see. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I find really interesting about uh, this song is that Megan is talking about sex pretty much throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm. But her definition of sex is not penis and vagina sex. No. You know, like she's got this really strong handle on what it is that she's talking about in this mm -hmm. song. She's explicitly, you know viewing it as sex and as you know what she's going after mm -hmm. and what she's going after is specifically oral she's like put go down on me <laughs> like that's it yeah um and we, uh, we'll get to the chorus later there are other discussions about other sex but there is very little discussion of fucking at all yeah in this song, there's like one line. And this is not even, yeah, so this isn't referring to oral sex as something which is a prelude to other kinds of sex, mm -mm. right? They're often the only time in popular culture where oral sex is referred to is a way of getting someone aroused enough for, in inverted commas, the real thing, mm -hmm. which we think is, uh, it's very limiting, it's bullshit, it reinforces the sexual script, and that sexual script is is uh, is one of the things that makes having enjoyable sex incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, it's typically better for penises than it is for vaginas, um, and it's incredibly limiting and it limits who is allowed to have sex in culture. Yeah, and it's very bad. It's very very bad. It's bad. It's bad. And this is very very good. Yeah. Um. And so it's interesting because basically, one of the things that's happening within this entire song is that Megan is a subject. Exactly. Um, and so she's getting to choose what it is that she wants to do. And she's very explicit about what she wants to do, which is she wants you to go down on her. Which, you know, good for you, girl. Yeah. Um, so that's great. And I love it. And I'm very enthusiastic about it. Um, but I think that one of the other things I find really interesting about this is a lot of times, even, you know, when we're discussing, oh, um, you know, penis and vagina sex isn't the only sex. There's this knee-jerk reaction on behalf of people who are a little bit basic about the whole thing. And they'll be like, oh, well, then simply simply go down on women. Are you doing, is that your Keir Starmer voice? That, that is my Keir Starmer voice. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, well, the people will simply want to, to go down on a woman. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, no. Now I'm never going to have oral sex again. I think the public are more interested in whether somebody's going to go actually go down on the <laughs> Megan Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion here saying... No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We can't. But also, Megan Lee Stallion is also, also saying, look, I don't, and it's not just the act of cunnilingus. She's also saying that I want you to do it in the way in the way that I want. Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, stop licking my pussy hard. That shit aggravating. Roll talk, girl. Yeah. Roll talk. You know, it's like, don't just get down there and start licking like you're licking a, you know, a, a lollipop that's on a hot day. No. Like, pay some attention to what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a really good point. It's like, it's the... It's the reminder of the, the, the importance of paying attention. It's not just the doing the thing. It's not mm. objectifying the sex in and of itself. Mm. But it's an activity that you're meant to be doing and paying attention to whether the other person is actually enjoying it. And that kind of ongoing communication is very important. So yeah. This is all very, this is very good to me. Yeah. So I'm, you know, as a sex educator, I'm giving this the sign off. Yeah. I mean, personally. I just think it's really, really great that, it, you know, she's, saying 100% that this is like sexual interaction is about her this is what she wants and she will let you I like it uh, she will let you eat her out I love that that yeah. he ain't mine I just let him eat me out from time to time like you are welcome yeah and I'm like that's right girl yeah that's right you're right and as you were saying she is the sexual subject here she's placing herself at the center of the sexual desires we'll talk about this more when we get to the video because it's really clear in the video mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships that's right um and so, um, yeah, should we move on to the next verse? Would you have anything oh, else to say about this verse? Oh, I have a little more to say. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I got more to say. Yeah, you got more to say. Um, the other thing that I really like about this particular um, section is that one of the things she's establishing throughout this entire song is that um, she's talking about sex in a non-monogamous context. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, she's often talking about uh, non-monogamous sex with your man. Mm-hmm. I mean whoever you may be. Other times it's very clear she's talking about different men in different contexts. Yeah. And what I like about this is like her complete disinterest in this man there like i mean there is this you know long sort of like pop music tradition about talking about men who are taken or something like that you know i'm thinking here of the classic bop uh the boy is mine mm-hmm. monica and brandy mm-hmm. if you will and it's like oh it's a fight about like some man mm-hmm. and megan the Stallion is like i genuinely do not care <laughs> I'm not interested in um, whatever that is. Like, you know, if you're if your boyfriend is cheating on you with me, that sounds like a him problem. Yeah. Like, that's something that's going on with him. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. All I care about is the fact that, like, I get him to go down on me from time to time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And throughout the, the entire song, that's how her approach to relationships is, where it's very specific and like discreet in that it's doing this one particular thing for Mm -hmm. her which is giving her the sex that she wants yeah you know yeah okay so on to the chorus (laughs) just every before every verse in chorus i'm just going ah yeah it's so good so it is freak 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 nasty go a couple rounds leave that dick up in a casket i ain't want to take the boy from you it just happened you know i ain't come boy if you had to ask me freak (laughs) Freak, freak nasty. Lick on my hand, then I put it in his pants. Get to playing with that cock and make the motherfucker bam. And I walk and I talk like a pimp, because I am. This is the refrain that comes through the spinning chorus. It's extremely good. Ugh. Um, okay, so uh, first thing, well, talk about punchlines, Nora, for people who didn't hear us talking about um, Missy Elliott yeah. and her excellent punchlines and yeah. how important it is just in... In rap. Yeah, so like within hip hop, there are, you know, several things obviously that real masters are going for. One of them is flow, which Megan's got about a million flows in this song, which means that the cadence changes um, over the beat multiple times. So she's got uh, different ways of relating to it. Um, your speed and efficacy with which you are able to rap mm-hmm. is a huge thing, um, but still be clear. So, you know, like just rapping fast is not good enough. You have to also enunciate really well, which is difficult. 
Um, and then there's punchlines. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, having jokes within songs is a big thing. And, I mean, Megan's got so many in this song. You know, in the first place, running through your boyfriend's house like the Tomb Raider is just... <laughs> Tomb Raider invented in Derby. So good. Um, so, this... I think it's important just to talk about how it, this is a lot of this is funny. Yeah, it's like so as well as us analyzing this, uh, analyzing a lot of a lot of the interesting um, messages around sex and power and gender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also funny, and it's meant to be funny. It's meant to be kind of like funny, shocking, funny as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. So uh, go a couple of rounds, leave the dick up in a casket. So this is like the the dick in a casket slash pussy in a casket, which um, real hip hop heads may remember from the masterpiece, which is uh, Kanye's "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" um, on Monster. He has the very good punchline: "Have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? I put the pussy in a sarcophagus," which is very very good. And so there's like, and that's to say that we're not we're we're we're. It's not destroying people's genitals. It's basically to say, well, that's it. It's done. It's the done. The sex was so good. Nothing I, that, can compare to that. Absolutely not. Put it in a casket. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's over. I can't, like, the, the shop is closed. Yeah. Sex is done now. Yeah. I couldn't possibly... My vaso congestion will not return. Well, then this is the thing, yeah. With the the dick up in a casket, it's like that dick is not going to need require any more sexual no. attention. No. For quite some time. No. Um, um, and yeah. I love here also the, um, I didn't want to take the boy from you. It just happened. Yeah. Like, that's quite funny to me because like, again, it's like, no, that's, that's not what Megan is setting out to do. She's just trying to have sex with some dude. <laughs> and then it turns out that he got the wrong idea and she's like, eh, I don't know. And Lally's like following her around, which is great. Um, but the other thing I really, really love about this, uh, particular chorus um, is that she's talking about hand jobs? Yeah. Um, so it's like the majority of what gets talked about sexually in this song is uh, oral sex on women and hand jobs. Yeah, non-reproductive, uh, and two different kinds of sex that many, many people enjoy, and many people are more likely to experience pleasure slash uh, orgasms from. Yeah. So it's like here she's gone a couple of rounds and left that dick up in a casket, and by all you know accounts, the couple of rounds she's talking about are like you know manual sex and oral sex. Interesting thing we have about this as well is that so far this is sex for sex's sake. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the sex for um, the purposes of having enjoyable sex. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly non-reproductive. Uh, she's also not wanting this boy to catch feelings. Nope. <clears throat> and it's kind of annoyed that he is, as we'll come to later in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it does kind of present men as being like uh, agentless and entirely enthralled to their penises, which is um, you know they might be around Megan the Stallion. Well, they might well they might well be. <laughs> Watch the video, you'll understand. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, but it is just about enjoying sex, and this is something that uh, me and Silver Neves talked about in our podcast about it's a sin, where we talked about how. We don't often see depictions of sex where it is just about people enjoying sex. Hmm. A lot often, like in, in um, there is there is usually like a, a point to uh, the sex in in storylines in culture that that is beyond just people enjoying sex. And this is a really hmm. good example. Hmm. There are other motivations that come uh, that come in here for the narrator as well for the protagonist mm-hmm. uh, for why they want to have sex. But so far, it's like. It's people wanting to have sex because they want to enjoy it, and the sex that they want to have in order to enjoy it is cunnilingus, but done properly, like done in a mm-hmm. way that that Megan wants. Yeah, not too hard. Yeah, 
Uh, and um, sounds like expert hand jobs. Yep. Real, real expert hand jobs. Um, you know, she's and she's enjoying that. You know, yeah. Uh, I, and I guess I, one of the things I like about that too is that um, she's kind of like enjoying like this technical expertise mm. here, like you know, like her proficiency yeah. with hand jobs. Yeah, uh, which is really cool actually, because it's like, yeah, this is something that um, I enjoy doing, and it's something that men enjoy when I do it, and it's worthwhile. Yeah, and that could be one of the many motivations for having sex as well, to demonstrate your competence at having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, there are hundreds of reasons. I've forgotten who... There was an academic who did some research on this, looking at the many reasons why people have sex. And there are hundreds of reasons, but uh, one of them... Well, two of them are... One is uh, to enjoy sex, mm-hmm. and another one is to demonstrate competency at sex as well. So, you know, that, that's both really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I love it. That's the chorus. It's mm-hmm. very good. And then we go straight into another such a good, such a good punchline yeah. on verse two, which is, parlez-vous français? Tell my pussy hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fancy top, give me head in a beret. Stormy Daniels, head from the head of state. Tweelily, make it clap in his face. Freak, freak, freak nasty. Ain't gonna get no pussy, but he hoping that he do. Walking all over this boy, so he buy me all my shoes. Quit calling him a trick if he only buy you food. Freak, freak, freak nasty. I saw my neck, let it drip down my chest. Looking at this motherfucking money make me wet. Rich bitch pussy only come for a check. So now we're starting to look at uh, power again. So mm-hmm. we've already seen how Megan Lee Stallion has become the sexual subject. Mm-hmm. So she is not she is not performing uh, sexual her sexuality. Mm-hmm. She's not... Uh, her desire is her own. Um... And the men who uh, come into her life are objects. Mm. So they're the objects of the people giving her the thing that she wants. Yep. And we're seeing more of that here. She's bringing here the idea that sex can be transactional. Yep. Which it can, no matter what it is that you individually believe about transactional sex and whether this is something for you, this is something for Megan Lee Stallion. Yep. Um, and it is this... Uh, it's transactional in the sense of it being... Um, that as well as coming round, uh, giving her the sex that she wants, they're also bringing her, uh, like, um, they're also bringing her, like, presents. Like, try- they're trying to woo her with mm-hmm. with items. So we've got ice on my neck, which is diamonds and shoes. Yes. Uh, but this isn't the same, but we discussed this, didn't we? Is this the same I gentleman feel, I as feel in like the first? This is not the same gentleman. You think it's not the same I gentleman? I think it's not the ge- same gentleman because... Um, he because this gentleman in mm-hmm. question, the one who's bringing her, who's buying her all the shoes, um, is not going to get no pussy. Mm, yeah, and I think that we are we've already established that the first gentleman is certainly <laughs> well acquainted with her pussy. Yeah, I guess it's uh, I guess it's like what? How do we define get no pussy? Yeah. So um, if she's inferring that she is withholding penis and vagina sex, then mm. that can all, that can mean get no pussy. Mm-hmm. But the certainly the first you're right. The first gentleman was certainly well, and I mean I'm just saying that I feel like it's a different. That there's a couple different gentlemen going on here because also like we go like straight off the top. We're once again talking about how she would like you to go down on her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fancy top, give her head in a beret. Yeah. She's yeah. a fancy top. Yeah. And I kind of like, I like the wordplay there as well, because a top here could mean two things. Top can mean that, like, she's a top, yeah. right? Um, but it could also be referring to using top as um, a uh, as a, a slang for oral sex. 
Right, right, like, right. Like sloppy top. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we got a play on words here, but it's because she's in the on the one hand um, indicating that she's the dominant person within this position. Yeah. Um, which jibes with which uh, sorry does, it chimes with the rest of this verse because she's saying like you know she's kind of doing findom. Yeah, that's right. You know. Well, it's it's interesting because um, top and bottom is people think that it has a very. I've written about this at my website uh, for young people. Um, it's it's hard to explain it because uh, top and bottom means uh, one thing in one context, like who is doing what to whom. Mm. Uh, but in another context, it completely switches. And throughout the song, there has been this switching of who is the top. Mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion is always the top. Yes, but the activities that they're doing aren't necessarily congruent with what. Mm-hmm. being a top is yeah but she is very clearly in power and in control mm-hmm. and i mean i think that this is a really interesting verse and i think it's really useful because it's kind of cool in my opinion to see a woman talk about sex in this transactional way but also it's like a way that she's she's expressly deriving pleasure yeah from the transactional nature mm-hmm. of this you know, relationship or whatever is going on with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, you know, like just kind of talking about the kink of money, mm-hmm. which is very much a thing for a lot of people. Uh, you know, traditionally the way that we kind of like view money and power within these things is that, well, you know, men use money as a way of accessing the sex that, you know, um, mm. my personal bugbear uh, that I'm always working on is like this concept of sex as an object that is like a commodity that can be like traded or purchased or owned by one individual. Mm. Um, But for Megan here, this is like, that's kind of the point. Well, yeah, it's hard to feel sexy. uh, And when you have limited freedom and agency and for lots of um, precarious working class women, uh, it's incredibly difficult to feel uh, freedom and agency without money mm-hmm. and, you know, and the money that is desired to precarious working class women particularly black women in America mm-hmm. um, that money will have that kind of different kind of uh, meaning because yeah. it just gives freedom and agency yeah absolutely you know um, and gives you more time yeah. and so you know that's uh, materially that is that's something else that's going on here as well isn't it mm-hmm are we ready for the next verse? Uh, I'm ready for it. Verse three is my favorite verse. I don't verse. think anyone's ready for this verse. This is my favorite verse. This is where you get pass ag at people. This is where it? I get pass ag. So <laughs> sorry about it. So verse three is very, very good. And my contact list looked like the yellow pages. I do not save these boys' names. I remember faces. And I ain't fucked you in a minute while you still claim me. But if he ever hit this pussy, he gonna still stalk me. And if you got a new bitch, why you still calling? And I look better than that hoe. That's why she made you block me. I like to show out for them haters talking bad about me. Trying hard to find a flaw, but you're still watching. Freak nasty motherfucker. Kiss with the tongue. I don't want to fuck the boy if he ain't hung. He a lot of fun if he eat at night one. I got a, If he got a lot of funds, I'ma hit it like, uh. Money make me come. Trying to get me some. Looking at these numbers on my checks like, uh. Versace hottie. Uh. Creole mommy. She gonna fucking run, but the stally giddy up. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's very good. She's so t- there's like freaking three flows Several in one verse. It's yeah. ridiculous. That that's where yeah, as you were saying before, when you're doing lots of different flows in a verse, that's, yeah. that's, where, that's where you're really showing your virtuosity. Isn't yeah, it? and I'm like, you know, I'm not really doing it because who could ever do Megan Thee Stallion justice? But I'm trying to like hint at how I things mean, move I around. I mean, I could do there. it doing. I could try it doing like 
<laughs> doing with a Keir Starmer accent. Oh, please don't ruin no, this for okay, me. Fine. Don't take it away from fine, me. Fine. Okay, so uh, my contact list looked like the yellow pages. I don't say the boys' names, I remember faces. <sighs> relatable AF! <laughs> this is like that relatable shit. I love this because um, I think that this is kind of like a really common... Uh, this is like a common denominator stuff. It's like, yeah, look, I have something in common with Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> but I think this is like a really common thing where it's like, you know, for her point here, though, is that like, because of the way that she approaches sex is that, well, she's just trying to have sex. Yeah. You know, and so she doesn't necessarily remember all of the information about the dudes that she had sex with. Like if she saw him, she'd be like, oh, yeah, I had sex with that guy. Yeah. But... And so to her, what she's saying here is that that uh, sex isn't so meaningful to her. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it carries certain meanings, but it doesn't mean... It doesn't... It isn't bound up with the whole, you know, having someone close to your heart kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say that it's not potentially special. And so I think um, something I was talking about on our ditched recording yesterday was the, <laughs> the idea of, like, sexual love. Like, there... You know, when you're having good sex with someone, Mm. uh, good, enjoyable sex, that is that, you know, biological and psychological things do happen. There is, you know, chemistry. Mm -hmm. There are things, well, biology, there are things that are actually happening that can make people feel like they're in love. Like, Mm. you know, it's what the, and it feels very powerful. Um, The vagus nerve kicking in, the vagus tone regulating your heartbeat, the pupils dilating to take in more of the other person, your hearing adapts to the frequency of the other person, neural pathways map onto each other, oxytocin kicks in to help you tune into the other person, and it can feel like, you know, like make you feel quite high with another person. Mm-hmm. Some people can be, um, well, that was fine, that was good, I enjoyed that. Put it to one side, Megan the Stallion, to an extent, <laughs> you and I. And then other people think, well, this is love. And this is what's happening in this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so what I really like um, with that is the, um, and I fucked you in a minute while you still claim me. Yeah. Because I find this to be like an ongoing thing that, that bothers me, um, is this idea that this sex that, you know, Megan Lee Stallion is obviously having mm-hmm. with a number of lucky gentlemen um, is like somehow so important that like you have sex with her once yeah. and like now you two are linked. Like that's it. Yeah. And part of that is like the idea that we tend to treat sex like as an es- escalator. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you have sex once. And so things are necessarily going to become more important. Mm-hmm. We are going to be climbing this thing. Uh, th- your relationship is going to become more and more intense. Mm hmm. But then also with it, that sex is the most important thing that any two people can possibly do together. So once you've had sex, like, that's just it. You're just linked for life because it's just this important. Yeah. And what Megan's saying here is that it's like, you're only as good as the last time you shagged her, basically. And she just, like, that for her, that's not the way that she's organizing things at Mm -hmm. all. And, you know, this is something that really bugs me. I was ranting about this the other week on uh, the Masters of Our Domain podcast, which is nominally about Seinfeld. We were watching an old Seinfeld episode, like from season two, which I don't recommend doing. But um, within it, they're still talking about, for example, uh, Jerry and Elaine's relationship as being like exes. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I absolutely hate, where I'm like, at this point in time, even within the narrative arc of the show, they've been friends for longer than they were dating. So why are they characterizing their relationship as exes? And it's because of this thing that Megan's complaining about here, which is like, well, oh yeah, you know, the minute you have sex with someone, then well, 
the, the most important thing will that you can ever possibly do or the most important thing about your relationship that you can ever possibly be is that you had sex one time. Yeah, and it's interesting because the the converse of this is this thing about purity and uh, and the idea of um, oh, what's the term in uh, in history where uh, a woman has to remain a virgin uh, in order to protect the the line of the family. Oh, just like chastity stuff. Yeah, chastity. It's like it's it's an inversion of that, isn't it? Because yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have sex with someone, then that means that the man then has to like. Uh, then step in and be that person's suitor, you know, marry yeah. that person to mm-hmm. keep them pure. Absolutely. We saw this in Bridgerton as well. Don't watch Bridgerton, but do listen to the Bridgerton review show that I did with Sarah. That was very good. That was very good. But it's this kind of thing, well, you know, the man is like, well, you know, we did the sex and so I'm now going to keep calling because I want that relationship as well. And yeah. it's this thing of, um, I think they're kind of tied together here as well, as we see, because he is just still calling even though he's got this other person as yeah well that he's having sex absolutely with. yeah um which <laughs> and if you got a new bitch why he's still calling yeah relatable girl yeah relatable i mean not not relatable to me relatable you know, relatable to you well but this is so this is the thing this is the passive aggressive section <laughs> welcome welcome no but this is um I, I do think that this is kind of like a different uh a difference of especially within uh, you know heterosexual dynamics um one of the things that Megan plays with really well here is there's this assumption uh, and the way that we tend to talk about sex and sexual relationships, especially between heterosexual people, is that sex is something that women deign to put up with yeah. in order to get at relationships. And the thing that women actually want is to be someone's girlfriend, be someone's wife, mm-hmm. and eventually become a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you you kind of have sex in order to facilitate this. And what Megan is saying here is that she has no interest in, in that, at least not with these men in general. Um, and here she had some kind of relationship with a guy who then, you know, in theory went monogamous. Um, and he's still bugging her. Yeah. And he's still like out here like ringing her and stuff. And she's like, I thought you said you were gone. And yeah, she just doesn't care. And he does. Yeah. And it's like the only reason he's supposed to be calling her in her head is to have sex. Yeah. And he's like, hey, girl, what are you doing? Um, well, it's interesting how the subject-object thing has been totally flipped again here, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. and I guess the thing to say here is that um, is about this, about uh, desire and who is horny. Uh, trying to get you to talk about history, Nora, is that this is... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, to an extent, Megan Thee Stallion is saying things that sound quite radical, but actually a lot of this wouldn't be radical... Mm. A thousand years ago. Yeah, so it's it, it's particularly interesting because there's two sort of things going on here. Um, on the one hand, you have a really kind of uh, traditional view of women's sexuality from a historical standpoint. So from an ancient standpoint or a medieval standpoint, uh, Megan Thee Stallion is 100% like throwing down for what is the standard conception of women. So she's particularly sexual. She really wants to have sex with a great number of men. She doesn't particularly care about anything other than that. And she's also interested in this kind of like non-normative sex, which is like, oh, yeah, it's a worry because, um, you know, because the sex that she's interested in, she's talking about here is non-procreative. Mm-hmm. So it is immediately suspect as mm-hmm. well because the kind of sex that is acceptable is the kind that's going to lead to heirs and the kind that links women to men and links women under men's protection. Mm-hmm. 
So you do have this historical view of women's sexuality here. And Megan is showing up for teen horny women, uh, which is, you know, classically the normal mm-hmm. team for women. But what's also going on here that's really interesting is that she's not under the control of any men. Nope. So, you know, it, as you kind of alluded to earlier, Justin, there is this idea that when women have sex, you know, they're somehow degraded and the men have to court them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the people who are enforcing that are other men. Yeah. So it's not something that you, you know, a, a man would maybe try to have sex with a woman and then kind of walk off, but other men will then come in to say, no, like the, the property mm-hmm. that is my daughter or my sister my charge Mm -hmm. um, has now been devalued by the fact that you've had sex with her. And so as a result, you are now responsible for her as property. And so you have to marry her. Yeah. Megan, because she's the subject here is not under the control of any one man, like very explicitly. And so she is getting to just use her sexuality, however it is she wants Mm -hmm. and enjoy sex. How, when, and if she wants to, Mm -hmm. um, without having to have, have any kind of mediation from other men and other men kind of don't know how to deal with this no and the interesting thing here about money as well is that like she says here um uh if he got if he a lot of fun he eat it night one correct if he got a lot of funds i'm like ah so i'm (laughs) I'm gonna hit it like ah so it's so it's like well first of all come around with that good sex you know it's got to be the good sex Mm -hmm. and you got to Give me the oral sex in the way that I want you to. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're going to bring around some money, that'd be great. <laughs> that would also great. But you know, it's the she's inviting people to come around to give her both of these things, mm-hmm. and if they're not, they can go away. Yeah, there's no control there. Yeah, she's become the subject, mm-hmm. and it's entirely like we're not hearing about any men's desires apart from this basic boy oh, but- who's got with someone else and now is really horny for the woman he can't have, and he realizes he's caught feelings, and she's like, "I barely remember your name." Yeah, like. I'll probably remind me what you look like again. I love the the this other line here that I look better than that hoe. That's why she made you block me. No. I also think this is funny because this is also a subversion of the traditional kind of like male female relationship within heterosexual contexts. Yeah. Because it's like this man is not even in control of his own destiny. Yeah. You know, it's like he's being controlled by a woman on one hand. Yeah. Who wants him to stop going after Megan and like. But he still wants to chase Megan. Yeah. So he's kind of bouncing between these two women, which are the ones who are actually kind of... They are the ones who are kind of putting control on him. Mm -hmm. So it's not like one man who is, you know, in control of two women. It's not this traditional kind of love triangle narrative at all. Yeah. It's one dude who is kind of attempting to wriggle out of women's control and unable to do so. Um, and Megan still just is like, this is laughable to me. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely do not care. Uh, and you know, real talk girl, we've yeah. all been there. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> mm. Okay. Last, last verse. Last verse. Uh, pussy wet, diamonds on my neck. I'm a hot girl, so I make these bitches sweat. If you're fucking with me, then you're fucking with the best. If he say he a dog, I'm gonna treat him like a pet. <laughs> Jimmy John Neck told him, give it to me quick. Who can you love, you love, you love like me, boy? Nobody. Keith Sweat. <laughs> Rich bitch pussy, I can take you out of debt. Rich bitch pussy, only come for a check. Free, free nice game there. Yeah, yeah so and then... Of course. Um, so, of course, a shout out to Keith Sweat. We all know about uh, Keith Sweat now, don't This motherfucker didn't know about Keith Sweat! 
I don't know. I didn't know who Keith Sweat was. He was like, who's Keith Sweat? I was like, what the fuck do you mean who's Keith Sweat? These are Keith Sweat legs. God damn it. Also, you had, but you've had like 18 hours to look up who Jimmy, Jimmy John is. Oh, that's right. Jimmy, who's and got I the didn't, Jimmy Yeah, John well, who's got the Jimmy John neck? I don't really understand that because uh, <laughs> when I think about Jimmy John, I think of Jimmy John's sandwiches. Right. Which is like, they're like kind of uh, sub sandwiches that you can get in America and they're pretty good. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know. So uh, this line, if you say he a dog, I'm going treat to him, treat him like a pet. That's what that's what I'm about. We like that. I love this line. So if someone's saying they're a dog, you know, they're unreliable, they're only interested in sex. Then she's like, well, I'll treat you like a dog and I'll tame you. Yeah. And we actually see that in the video a little bit. Don't yeah, we, we do. With yeah. The leash. Um, so again, it's like so she's even saying to the, to people doing like like hyper masculinity, yeah. Um, which is oh, actually speaking about that, that reminds me that uh, in hyper masculinity, you're not really meant to be doing any acts of submission towards a woman, but particularly oral sex. Yeah, and a woman is like out um, within the realms of like being uh, super masculine. Yeah, uh, because there is somehow feminizing to do it, and I'm sure there is. Something a bit Aquinian about that is the yeah. So Doctor Yanagan, there is something uh, Aquinian about that. Well remembered, uh, which is that within sex, even you know the model, the classical or medieval model that states that women are the horny ones, they're supposed to be passive. And men are supposed to be active within sex, and so there's a lot of emphasis on the kinds of sex that are acceptable, and they are supposed to be used to reinforce gender norms. So it would be bad for a woman, for example, to be on top of a man during sex because Mm -hmm. it's subverting the norm that men should be in control over women. Mm -hmm. And it would be the same thing with men giving, I don't like to use the term giving. It's the same with men going down on women. Yeah. So they are being too passive. They're doing something too much like for a woman Mm -hmm. when they shouldn't be. They should just be putting their penis right up in there, (laughs) ejaculating as quickly as possible and getting the fuck out. And... Part of what's feminizing about this is sex itself is seen as feminizing. Mm-hmm. So sex is this enervating agent. Um, it makes one more attuned to pleasure and an interest in pleasure at that level is a feminine is a feminine trait. Um, so real men are very logical and they're just thinking about, you know, the good of the republic or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. And they're not spending their time uh, thinking about pussy. And so if you are going down on women, the idea is that, well, now you're behaving like a woman because you're, oh, so suddenly you have sex for fun. (laughs) I see you, girl. You big girl. So you should be having sex to get airs and then stopping immediately and, you know, going out to the battlefield or some shit. I don't know. Um, We still have that now. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a plot point in The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uncle June. Uncle June loves to go down on the ladies, and it becomes an issue. Everyone starts talking about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that that there is this thing, right, where she's talking about these men who see themselves as hypermasculine, but she's asking for non-normative things from them, and then it's also really funny because you know the. Yeah, um, if he say that he's a dog, I'm going to treat him like a pet. And it is like this, you know, guys always be like, oh, yeah, you can't tame me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just out here to have all this sex. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Great. Because that is genuinely what I am also interested in. That's like, great. I'm glad that you we've established that because that's exactly what I was looking for. But I think that this line is so funny as well because there is this tendency within like the hypermasculine focus of sex a lot of the time of this thing. It's like women are meant to 
to treat, you know, the phrase, I'm a dog as a challenge. Yeah. Um, and you're like supposed to fix them. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to make them loyal and yeah. Well, dogs are loyal, aren't they? So it's probably yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. to make them yeah, like make them a one woman man yeah, kind of yeah. thing. It's like oh, and you're supposed to bring them around to monogamy. And oh, he was a he was a dog before I met him, but I'm the one who like really hyper masculine men should just just say you know I'm a cat, you know, I'm completely yeah. avoidant and just go and do my thing. Exactly. That'd yeah. be better, wouldn't it? It's much more yeah. than a dog. <laughs> Lastly, for the free feed, is it a sex jam, Nora? Is it a song that people could have sex to? Do we think? I think this is a hundred percent a sex jam. So we are kind of like pulling together some of the some of the threads from songs uh, to think to think about whether they are sex jam. What it takes for a song to be sex to be a sex jam. Yeah. Uh, even where some of the lyrics are problematic, like Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise! Oh, I'm still not over that. No. I'm or, not over or, it. Or I want your sex by George. You know, love you, George. We love you, George. But that song is like 80 percent problematic. Yeah, it's pretty. And 20 percent bongo. Lyrically pretty trash, but yeah, the 20 percent bongo is very, very good. It is really good. It's extremely good. Uh, but so what do we we need? The no surprises. We need a beat. Mm-hmm. But we were saying yesterday that the, there is the constant beat in this, but the the lots of different flows that fold and unfold mm-hmm. and weave their way through the song again because that kind of like um, that is how sex goes isn't yeah, it yeah yeah so if the beat is kind of representing the kind of the background kind of like heartbeat or something mm-hmm. but then the the flows that kind of change yeah the, yeah. the changing way that intimacy envelops and things and folds into each other yeah. I think it's quite cool and whereas we're also songs with bass in we yeah, saying. really. It's got a really good bass line, this song. Um, and, you know, the, definitely if you are having sex and this song comes on, it presents absolutely no challenge no. to continuing to have some sexy times. It's No surprises. No. Don't no. want a surprise. You don't want a nasty no, surprise and like, a sex jam. And then, so, you, so, for example, I would think it would be difficult. You can't really have a song where the beat drops. No. In the middle of sex. No. That would really put you off. Uh, Megan doesn't do that. The thing that's interesting ab- about this is the way that she changes her flows, as stated. So um, I would say it's a sex jam. Mm-hmm. It's a song about sex. Put it on your sex playlists. It's a bop. <laughs> it's, you know, if we can ever have parties again, this comes on, people will lose their fucking minds. Yeah. Because it's so good. Yeah. It's just so good. And now we're about to watch the video and talk about the video. That's right. Great video. Yeah. And you can listen to this if you become a patron of the show. Patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. Help me buy a new mic. Help. Me, <laughs> help. <laughs> help me pay myself to put these podcasts together and to pay for interviewees as well to come on the show. You'd be really helping us out. There aren't that many shows about uh, sex and relationships that no. do it in this kind of critical way. So please do support the show for a bit if you can, if you want to. And, and so... Until next time. Bye. Bye. Stan Megan.